Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday class. Um, we have some very interesting verses today. They're always interesting, but these are especially so. So, um, we'll begin. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 so, um, here we go. The first verse, uh, Canto 1, Chapter 3, Text 39. Atehiha dhanya bhagavanta itham jadvasudeve kilalokanate kurvanti sarvatma kamatma bhavam najatrabhuyak so, um, Prabhupada translates this verse, only by making such inquiries in this world can one be successful and perfectly cognizant for such inquiries invoke transcendental ecstatic love unto the personality of Godhead, who is the proprietor of all the universes and uh, such inquiries guarantee cent percent immunity from the dreadful repetition of birth and death. So let's look at this verse. Atta means thus, or now then. So you have to look back to the previous verse, see what it's referring to. The previous verse said, Savedadhatu Patavin. That person knows, Veda, Saveda, uh, the path of the creator, of the supreme, Duranta Viryasya, uh, who, whose glories or prowess uh, have no end. Ratanga Pane, who holds a chakra, Jomaya, so one who, without deceit, we talked about that, Santataya, constantly, Anupatya, favorably, Vajeta, is willing to worship the fragrance of the lotus of the Lord's feet. There's poetic description. What that means is very poetically to engage in constant, favorable, honest devotional service without any other motive. So now, this verse, Atta, so now then, that being the case, Iha, in this world, Atta Iha, uh, those people are dhanya. The word dhana means fortune, like Arjuna is called dhananjaya, conqueror of wealth or fortune. So dhanya means fortunate. Prabhupada translates it successful. Those who are blessed with fortune. Bhagavanta. It's interesting. Bhagavantaha is actually just the plural of the word bhagavan. Bhagavantaha. And Prabhupada translates it as perfectly cognizant. 
Krishna is Bhagavan because he possesses opulence or possesses infinite fortune, but by following Krishna, we become little junior Bhagavans or mini Bhagavans. And so in that sense, we can also be described as here in the plural Bhagavanta, fortunate, successful people blessed with opulence, especially the opulence of pure love, love of Krishna, Krishna consciousness. So, so we become Danya. So though actually it's talking about who, which people have this uh, great fortune to be Danya, to be uh, successful, Prabhupada says, or fortunate, most fortunate, Bhagavanta, to really achieve divine happiness, Itam. Thus, uh, those who, Jad Vasudeva, unto Vasudeva, Akila Loka Nate, uh, who is the Nata, the guardian, like Jagannatha, the guardian, the Lord, the protector of all the worlds. Uh, the word Akila is interesting. Uh, Prabhupada translates Akila is all embracing. Actually, Kila, the word Kila in Sanskrit means uh, deficient, like something's missing. And so Akila, nothing's missing. So that's one way in Sanskrit of saying uh, complete, Akila without anything lacking. So Krishna is the Lord of all the worlds with, uh, with no exception. So those people become fortunate and blessed who kurvanti, who perform sarvatmakam with all their soul. Sarva atma, atmakam. Uh, with everything, they just they give their whole soul, they give their whole being. Kurvanti sarvatma kam atma bhavam. It's very interesting. Atma bhavam, Prabhupada translates it as uh, the ecstasy of the spirit. Uh, so literally what it means is bhava. The Sanskrit word bhava uh, literally means a state of being. And uh, it comes from the Sanskrit root bhu, to be. So bhava is a state of being, a state of existence. And so it comes to mean in Sanskrit, it can be, for example, an emotional state of being. Because if you think about it, when you are filled with a certain emotion, then that emotion becomes, in a sense, your life at that moment. If you are very happy, if you're very unhappy, if you're angry, if you're laughing. So that so those are bhavas, you know, the different emotions. Therefore, therefore the word bhava comes to mean different emotions or ecstasies. Because it's when, when you're filled with a particular emotion or ecstasy, that becomes your state of being. So it can be, so here, atma bhavam, all the feeling of your soul, just everything, you just, uh, you offer it to Krishna. And uh, Krishna uses the word bhava in a similar sense in the Bhagavad Gita, toward the end of the Gita, chapter, in, where he, uh, chapter 18, where he says, Tameva Shadanangacha, go to him alone to shelter. And Krishna is saying, Tam, to him, talking about himself. Like, for example, one's father may say, you have to obey your father. And so it's the father that's talking, but he may say that, referring to himself in third person, which I suppose people do because it gives a sense of objectivity. Like, you have to listen to your father, and it's your father speaking trying to get you into an objective state of mind and not simply saying you have to do what I say, but you have to follow your father. 
And so, and so Krishna says, Nagita Tamiva, to him alone, Sharanang, for shelter, Gacha, Tamiva, Sharanang, Gacha, Sarva Bhavena Bharata, with all of your bhava, with all of your bhava. And so a similar idea here where Krishna says, Sarvatma, come with your whole self. In other words, don't leave part of yourself out, which like say, okay, I'm going to serve Krishna, but I'm still keeping these pockets of selfishness. I'm still keeping these material attachments, which, you know, that's mine. That's my thing. I'm going to give a lot to Krishna, but this is my stuff here. And uh, I'm keeping that for myself because I really enjoy it and I want it. And but I'll give other stuff to Krishna. And so, I mean, if you think about it, even in relationships, there's that tendency. And so Krishna's saying, or the Bhagavatam is saying, nope, uh, no cigar. Well, actually, of course, Vaishnavas don't smoke cigars, but it's just an expression. That means that, that that doesn't work. And so here you have the word sarvatma come with all of yourself, with all of who you are, just all that you are. You have to offer that to Krishna and Atma Bhavam with the deepest feelings of your soul. Shadanam, Krishna talks about this Shadanam, the shelter. Tamiva Shadanam Gacha, go to him alone for shelter to the Lord. Sarva Bhavena, with all your existence, your emotional existence, your just everything. And then Krishna says, Sarva Dharman Pariteja Mamekang Shadanam Braja. So toward the very end of the Gita, in, in verses that are very close to each other, Krishna's emphasizing shelter. You want to be happy. You want to be free of all your mental troubles and emotional troubles and economic troubles and physical miseries. I mean, of course, a misery is a misery because we don't, because it's so unpleasant. And any, any sane person doesn't want to be in pain, emotional pain, physical pain, financial trouble so it's just it's natural that we want a good life we want to be happy we want to be trouble free peaceful and for that we need shelter because we live in a very dangerous world in fact the survival rate in this world is zero percent and the mortality rate is a hundred percent so you see all these news stories like major flood you know 15 people killed or a you know, terrorist attacks, 70 people killed. And of course, these things are tragic. But ultimately, the headline should be material world, everyone killed. Because no one survives the laws of material nature. So therefore, we do need shelter. If someone thinks, I don't need shelter, I'm doing fine. That's, you know, that's madness. We all need shelter. So kurvanti sarvatma come, atma bhavam. So one who does this, one who offers their whole self to Krishna, all the feelings and and their uh, soul, then na yatra bhuya. Then in that situation, yatra therein na bhuya. Not again, the parivarta ugra. Parivarta literally means turning around. Pari means around, and we have pari in English through the Greek as pari, p-e-r like perimeter perimeter or periscope or all those peri words in English, like perimeter, uh, perimeter, just measuring around. And that's just Sanskrit parimatra. Parimatra, perimeter. And so here, varta, 
Varta means to turn. And because, because the basic motion in, this, in the universe is cycles, for example, the seasons, and day and night is another cycle, and birth and death, and again birth, and the planets movements, you know, orbits, and the galaxies. I mean, everything in the universe is moving in cycles. And so therefore in Sanskrit, the word to turn, varta, comes to mean just to function or to exist because to exist, to function in this universe means to be moving in cycles. And so varta means turning. By the way, we still have the word varta in English. You may be curious to know, those of you who are uh, linguistic fans. And that is we still have the same word in English and it means the same thing. And the Sanskrit varta is just English vert, as in subvert, to turn under, or turn down, or invert, or revert, or pervert, or convert, to convert someone, to turn them. So, so the varta in Sanskrit we have in English, in, in Spanish, Portuguese, and all those languages. Invertir, pervertir, all that, that's Sanskrit. So, here, party, so to turn around. So the, the, the turning around, of course, means the cycle of birth and death. So there will, so Yatra, once you give yourself to Krishna, you will not experience again. Ugra means sort of like horrible or awful or frightening. Ugra Nasinga, sometimes Nasringa is described as Ugra. So, but Ugra means sort of like awful, in the literal, original sense, to fill with awe or terror or frightening or Ugra. So this, this terrible turning around of birth and death and birth and death, old age and disease. So there will never again be this terrible turning around for those who with all their being with all their, just everything they've got, with their whole soul, uh, Atma Bhavam, give themselves to Krishna, who is Vasudev, who is the protector, the guardian of all the worlds. But, uh, and so those people who do that are Danya, they're fortunate, and they're little, you know, they're little junior Bhagavans. They're successful, they're, they become opulent. So that's what this verse says. In this world, Ateha Danya Bhagavanta Itam Jadvasu Deve Akila Loka Nate Kurvanti Sarvatma Kamatma Bhavam Nayatra Bhuyak Parivarta Ugraha. So that's a, that's a great verse. The next verse is also very important. These are really amazing verses. So, Idam Bhagavatam Nama, this book name with the name Bhagavatam, Yidam Bhagavatam Nama, Puranam, this Purana, actually this Purana named Bhagavan, Bhagavatam, literally, this Purana named Bhagavatam. Yidam Bhagavatam Nama Puranam, it's Brahma Samhitam, which is a little play on words here, actually, because it's not Brahma Sanghita. You've all heard of the Brahma Sanghita. Sam means together, like Sankirtan, together Kirtan. So, so uh, hita in Sanskrit means placed. So an anthology, an anthology in Sanskrit is called a sanghita, a collection where everything's placed together, sanghita. But this is samhita, samhita. And the word mita uh, is from the Sanskrit verb ma, like I just said, matra, which means to measure. So mita means measured. 
And so Samita means it is measured as being equal. It is measured, in other words, it's equal to Samita. It is because Sang means together. And so uh, the measurement of this is the same as the measurement of that. So that's called Samita. So here it said Brahma Samitam, which is saying it's equal to the, it's, and Prabhupada translates it, incarnation of Lord Sri Krishna. And so literally it's measured as equal to the absolute truth. In other words, it's, it's, it is the absolute truth. It's equal to the absolute truth. So idang bhagavatam nama puranam brahma samitam uttama shloka charitam. It's the activities, the activities of uttama shloka. Shloka, of course, means a verse. Uttama means the highest, uh, the most excellent. Krishna who's glorified, it's the activities of the Lord who is glorified with, with the greatest poetry, the greatest verses. And Chakara Bhagavan Rishi, the uh, exalted sage, made it. This is very interesting because you will not find Chakara means he made or he composed the Bhagavatam. Of course, referring to Vyastev. You will not find any verse in the Bhagavatam that says Vyastev wrote anything because all the evidence we have from Shastra is that the Bhagavatam is describing an oral society. As Prabhupada puts it, Shuti Dara, society in which people are very intelligent, they remember things. It is an oral society. And therefore, nowhere in the Bhagavatam does it say that Vyas wrote it? It always says he made it in the sense of composed it. Chakara from the verb to make, Kri. So Chakara, so the exalted sage made this Bhagavatam, Nikshayasaya Lokasya, which Prabhupada translates for the ultimate good, Lokasya of all people of the world. The Loka. So Nikshaya, uh, I'll explain that word for you because we have some Sanskrit fans out there. Some people just tolerate it. Some people really like it. So um, Shreya, the word Shreya, which Prabhupada often translates as benefit or good, is actually the comparative degree of the word Shri. Shri can mean the goddess of fortune or just fortune. Shri can mean beautiful or beauty. And so Shri, and then if you to say in Sanskrit, very Shri, not only Shri, but very Shri, very fortunate, is Shreya. And of course, most Sri is Shrestha. So, so in, in Sanskrit, as in English, you have a certain adjective, then you have the, you know, very and then most. So, Shreya and then Nik Shreya. Uh, Nik means not. So, Nik Shreya is, is a common word in Sanskrit, which means there is nothing more fortunate than this. There is no greater fortune. Because Shreya can mean very fortunate or more fortunate. Cannot like more and most. And so Nikshaya means nothing is more beautiful, nothing is more glorious, nothing is better than this. And so that's the word Nikshaya. So Nikshaya, uh, Lokasya. Oh, Nikshaya Saya, sorry. Nikshaya Saya. So Nikshaya Saya means for the Nikshaya for the ultimate benefit, the ultimate fortune of the people of the world, Lokasya. We still have the word Loka in English, by the way. Uh, as you may know, Loka means uh, also world or a place. 
And that's what we get English words like the locus of something, the location. So the English word location, uh, in Spanish and Portuguese, lugar, localización, local, that's all loca. So and so it means it can mean like the world or the people of the world. Like for example, in French, to say a lot of people, they say beaucoup de monde, like much of the world, like much a lot of world. And if you say also the world is suffering, you mean the people of the world. So even in English, the word world can mean either the physical planet you're on, or it can mean the people that live on that planet. Like, like for the good of the world, or uh, you know, all the worlds of our solar system. So, same thing in Sanskrit. Nikshayasaya lokasya for the ultimate good of the world. He made it. Vyastev made this Purana named Bhagavatam, which is equal to Krishna, and which describes Krishna and Danyam. The same word Danyam, actually, that we had before. You become Danya. You become fortunate uh, if you listen to the Bhagavatam, which is the source of our good fortune. So the Bhagavatam is Danya, Danyam, and is a swastiayanam. The word ayanam in Sanskrit means the way. It's from the verb e to go, which you also have in Spanish, Portuguese, ear to go, that's Sanskrit, pure Sanskrit, e to go. So you get the word ayana, going, or the way, or the path. And so it is the path to swasti. Suasti means well-being. Su means good. Sorry for all the grammar, which we still have in English again. I'm just trying to show you Sanskrit English. In English, through the Greek, it became eu instead of su. And in words like euphonics, eugenics, euphemism that's sanskrit su and asti means being well-being unfortunately uh hitler and his friends used that which makes well-being is called a swastika or this is swastika so it's so that's what the word swastika means making well-being but here you just have the word suasti ayanam it is the path to well-being if you want to live well if you want a good life this is the path that's what the bhagavatam is saying this is the path to a good life, the Bhagavatam. Danyang swastyayanang mahat, and it's great. The Bhagavatam is great, mahat. So it's a beautiful verse, isn't it? Glorifying the Bhagavatam. Idam Bhagavatam nama puranam brahma samnitam uttama shloka charitam chakara bhagavan rishi nikshaya saya lokasya danyang swastyayanang mahat. Great verse. So maybe just one more verse we'll read today. Taridang grahiyamasa sutam atma vatang varang sarva vedihasanang sarang sarang samudritam. So this is still speaking about Vyaste. And literally, grahiyamasa made to accept, Prabhupada gives literal press, he made his son accept this Bhagavatam. It's just a way in saying Sanskrit, he gave it to him. It's the causative form of the verb, uh, the verb grach, which we have also in English in words like grasp and grab. That's Sanskrit grach, a grub, also is Sanskrit. So, uh, so tadidang, tadidang in Sanskrit literally means that, this. 
tadi dung, that this. But that's in Sanskrit how you say this very thing. Or in like in, 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 in Spanish, you would say eso mismo, or of course, eso mismo. So that's how you say it in Sanskrit. Tadi dung, this very Bhagavatam. Tadi dung, grahiyamasa, he made his son accept it, sutam, his son, his son who is atmavatang varam, who is the best of those literally who are self-possessed, who have them, because van, as you know, Prabhupada said, Bhagavan, one who possesses Bhaga. So Vaan, and here you just have the Vatam, just the plural uh, genitive form. So the idea is that Vaan means one who possesses. And so what does it mean to be Atma Vaan, which is a word Krishna uses in the Gita? Like to possess yourself. Self-possessed, it means that, let's say like you own a car, but if you're driving your car, if your car is broken, or out of control, you don't really have it. I mean, because to really have something means you can control it, that you can use it as you like. So when you lose control of your car or your car breaks, I mean, technically you own it, but actually it's not really yours at that moment. And so therefore the idea of Atma Vaan, self-possessed, that you really possess yourself in the sense that you know yourself, you are acting as yourself, and you are able to enjoy all the glory and the happiness which comes from being part of God, from being an eternal soul that's part of God. So that's where Atmavan, and here, uh, actually here it says, Sutam Atmavatang, of all those, of all those who are Atmavan, who are self-possessed, of all of them, here is the best, Varam. Shuka. And he's saying he made his son, who was the best of the self-possessed, he made him accept this Bhagavatam. And uh, Varam is an interesting word like Varang Deva Moksham, the Moksha Vadingva, Va, which said the Damodar prayers. Vara in Sanskrit literally means a choice. It means a choice. And um, from the verb to choose. So for, the, for therefore it means Vara means a boon, because it's what you choose. So a boon is something you choose, and so vara also means a boon, lies in the Damodar song. But because it means something you choose, it means excellent. Like in English, choice can mean, you know, what you choose, but also choice can mean excellent, like a choice product. Or like, uh, so, so even in English, choice can also mean excellent. And same thing in Sanskrit. So vara here means the best of or the excellent one among those who are self-possessed. So Sutam, his son, Atmavatang Varam, who was the Vara, the excellent one, or the best one. The, like, for example, because Govardhan is the best of mountains, it's called Giri Vara. Krishna's Giri Vara Dhari. He held up the choice mountain. He held up this excellent mountain. So here Sutta is called Vara. And this Bhagavatam, he made him accept the Bhagavatam, which is Sarva Vedeti Hasanam, of all the Vedas and of all the histories. It is Saram, Saram. When you get this repetition, like at the end of the Gita, when Sanjay starts repeating himself, uh, it's a sign of ecstasy. Saram means the essence, the essence, the essence. So here, uh, 
I guess, Sutta speaking, and he's he's becoming ecstatic. He's glorifying the Bhagavatam, he's glorifying Vyasa and Sanshuka, and out of ecstasy, he's repeating Sardam, Sardam, the essence, the essence of all the Vedas and all the histories. Samudhritam, the essence which has been extracted. Ud means up, dritta means taken, so or held, so it's it's just been it's been extracted. Literally, it's been extracted fully and some fully extracted the essence, the essence of all the Vedas, all the histories. And it's this essence that he taught to his son, who is the best of those who really possess themselves. So it's really amazing verses, aren't they? These are amazing verses. If you really look at it closely, these are amazing verses. So, uh, wow, great verses. But I think we'll stop here for now. So uh, thank you all very much for listening. Let me see very quickly if I can uh, find any questions. What I do is I just sort of scroll through all the comments and uh, <laughs> nice little emojis there. Uh, I guess like everybody else, I enjoy funny emojis. Let's see. Okay, in Spanish, in qué momento, en qué momento entra el alma al cuerpo? Cuando espérame y el óvulo se unen. Uh, see, just when it's the soul and the body, not really related to the class. Uh, yes, at the time of conception, the soul comes in. Actually, the Bhagavatam says the soul is in the male sperm then goes into the female body. So, thank you all very much for listening. I uh, wish you all a happy Krishna Conscious Sunday. And hopefully uh, we'll see you all next Sunday. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm in Moraga, California. Uh, and uh, this is just east of Berkeley. And we are, I'm with some good devotees, and we are making plans for spreading Krishna consciousness. So thank you all very much. And I hope you'll be here next Sunday.